And we are live. So Look let's see what this looks like. It took us a whole bunch of time to try to get this nifty little view set up here. Because Steven is currently I, driving. I mean, I for one think that it looks incredible. So I'm trying to see if it if it shows up on YouTube the same way that it does for us. Yeah, that looks pretty slick. <laughs> I mean, it's not perfect, but yeah, I but mean, it definitely, it definitely looks the same way. Yeah it, yeah, it could it could certainly stand to be bigger. So really, what we need to do is is uh, we need to make me somehow. I need to get myself zoomed in so I fill up the whole screen. But right now, I don't care that much. It's we're half an hour late. It's fantastic. That's, the mood that's why I was is late. Killer. That's it why I was late. So I was getting good. all that set up. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> if, if if you don't think that I can recognize you are so, you're such an LA guy. I can I recognize orange and teal lighting setup. <laughs> well, it's not supposed to be teal. It's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like tangerine and violet. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's for sure what it is. But like I I just I just wonder sometimes how immersed how like how in your DNA uh, lighting is because like that's like a Hollywood thing the the teal and orange. Yeah. So I don't even know. I don't even know if people like know about that, or if if if, if you're in California, if you just exist in, in that. I did a like a kind of like a crash course on on lighting and stuff to try to get my get my stuff set up a few weeks ago. So nice. uh, then I went and kind of planned it all out and everything. So so what's up it to people so who are watching good. so far? We're uh, as we want to do. We're very casual about. We start this out. We're just gonna kind of chit chat a little bit, let a few people get in here, and and then we'll get started. But you you would not believe if you saw the way that my my studio in here looks right now. It is an it looks like a freaking hurricane hit it. There is stuff absolutely everywhere. Yeah, but as long as it's not in the frame, then that's all good. It right. looks like a disaster everywhere that's not in frame. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. so let me grab this. Let me grab this. Uh, this stream real quick, and I'll throw it on Facebook so we can get a few people in and, okay. uh, and get ourselves going. Um, so yeah, so Steven is driving right now, and but Ecamm Live is so cool that we can actually stream like this with him, and he even gave me his little his little image to to throw up, so you guys don't just see like a, a black screen. Okay. I, I couldn't be I couldn't be happier. Live now. We are super professional. We are <laughs> super professional. Okay. Let me. When would be a good time for this charming anecdote that I have? Because I really, I really think that it's gonna um, give people a lot of hope. You talking uh, the AOC anecdote? Yeah, it's just that I think you know. I think in a time where everyone. It, you know, I, I really saw a lot of just a, a, a beacon of light, and it you know, and it comes in it comes from the craziest places. Normally, I, that AOC's Twitter account um, would give me hope for the future, but uh, but it, it it did. Should I just stamp, stampede through this charming anecdote I have? Yeah, yeah, give it to okay. us. Okay, um, yeah, so. If I may, if I may use the parlance of uh, the internet children, 
I would say that what I'm about to get into is a major league white pill for everybody. So I went, uh, I, I saw that AOC had posted um, on Twitter, and uh, in basically, you know, she was calling for the investigation of uh, anyone who was getting in the way of citizens trading any particular stock on the stock market in any kind of uh, free way. And, uh, you know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree m- more, you know. Um, and who, who else, who, the other person who couldn't agree more was uh, a guy named Ted Cruz. And so Ted Cruz uh, retweeted her and, 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 and said, uh, I agree, and just pointed to her tweet. And it was very simple, just, just, just you know, quote tweeted her or whatever. And, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that's good enough, really. But AOC responded, and it was, just, it was just very touching, you know, what she was able to uh, bring to the table. You know, she said that our country is very divided, but let this be a beacon of hope that people, even though they have differences, um, can work together across uh, party lines. And even though people have disagreements, it's time that we stood up for the American citizens and um, help them fight the corrupt stock market. Well, you know what though? I want to make sure um, I want to make sure that I get it that I get it right. Yeah, why don't, why don't uh, you quote her? <laughs> yeah, I mean she she really is a poet. I don't know what her uh, degree is. So let, okay, I'll just pull it up here. Uh, I am happy to work with Republicans on this issue where there's common ground. See, look at this. Beautiful. Unity. But you almost had me murdered three weeks. Oh, you almost had me murdered three weeks ago. So you can sit this one out. Happy to work with almost any other GOP that aren't trying to get me killed. If in the meantime, if you want to help, you can resign. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So it's not exactly how I remembered it, but I'll pivot. I'll pivot. Um, this is an, an amazing example of, you know, for all the crap that we talk about, libertarians not understanding in any way uh, how power works. Yeah, I think I think our audio okay, did something weird for me. I don't know what I did. Okay. Um, but just uh, if, if you think of it like a, negotiate, a negotiation tactic, right, you know, you kind of think, you kind of think, all right, um, you know, uh, you know, wh- wh- whether it's a monetary negotiation, political negotiation, whatever it is, it's, you have in your mind a certain distance apart that we are from some common ground or resolution. And poor, poor, poor Ted Cruz, really, because you know he he, he thought that they were just kind of close to being on the same team on this one, and she planted her. St- he, this is what she does, and why she's just so. I, I mean. Look, she, she's brilliant. She, she, she's brilliant with this. Is she just she plants her stake a million miles away from wherever you thought you were having that discussion? I mean, if, if you and I are trying to, you know, settle settle a bet or you know decide how we're going to split dinner, you know, if, if we go out, she it's, it's like taking the position of you know you think well I had the breadsticks, so, well no I bought it for the table, oh we could split it. It's gonna be none of that. It's starting off from, you tried to have me killed. It's like, well, good morning. Uh, we got some, we got some, she's dragging you way out into the depths of the ocean. 
you ain't going to be anywhere near where you thought you were, like, in terms, of, in terms of a discussion. There's no discussion to be had. But, I mean, just, it would have been an opportunity. It would have been an opportunity to, and, and I, and again, I don't really care about this per se because it has nothing, it's nothing I'm interested in. But she really could have tried to use this opportunity to at least give um, the illusion of the possibility for some kind of unity or, or at least peaceful discourse, if nothing else, if not explicitly unity. But man, she did not let an opportunity go by that she could uh, acquire more power. And, 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 and she did it. And, um, you know, it just, it really contrasts, um, you know, kind of just lurking. I, I lurk on Facebook. Um, but, you know, I, I, and just in libertarian discussions, you know, you kind of see some stuff about this, uh, this whole GameStop thing. And I, I've seen legit, uh, you know, comments like, well, you know, this is not, um, they're, they're, you know, th this isn't going to hold up. I mean, this is, this is uh, a lot of hype. And it's probably that this that stock price is going to go down, so it's a bad investment, you know. So that, that I, I say, okay, you know, yeah. There's that, and then and then and then you kind of see, uh, then you kind of see, you know, what is maybe a fair point, but you see kind of people say, hey, this goes to show that it really isn't. We don't have a free market. See, I told you guys, you know, that it's not like us saying real communism has been, uh, you know, been tried before. We really don't have a free market, and here's why. And so, like, oh, yeah, okay, that, you know, I, guys, I don't think that's the point either. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, and 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 it just goes to like an, an, an um like a broader point. And I don't know, I don't know how many people are like listening or whatever right now, but rapidly, um, over the course of the year, certainly like since the lockdowns and then every little step after that, um, the people that I thought that I used to kind of go to for, you know, just to hear their thoughts or whatever, that list is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And, uh, you know, it just, with every major event that happens, um, the, the, the angles that people aren't taking, what people aren't picking up on, it, it, it's, it, it, it's very noticeable. And I, I just wonder if anyone else out there feels that same way. That was actually a, a kind of a thing specifically I was I was wanting to address and when we talked tonight because well okay let me, let's let's stick to the game stonk, the game stonks thing here for a minute and uh, and then that'll be a good segue into a, a, a next topic just as with this this GameStop thing that the people's responses to it I, I I I resonate strongly with what you're saying here that it seems like nobody when we say nobody like nobody of consequence seems to really get the the import of what's happening here that this isn't just commentary on the state of the free market or whatever this is and and it's not there's you've all the all the all the conservative ink guys ben shapiro's and whatever who who are like oh this is actually bad because you know people's retirement funds and and yada 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 just completely missing the magnitude of what what we're seeing happen right now which is the the plebs, the peons, the the little guys actually figured out a way to seriously get one over on the system. And 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 they went straight to the heart of the system. They went to the money. There was someone someone laid out like the the potential the the the, the potential trajectory here, which is that basically these guys can with with what they've accomplished here, they they could potentially bankrupt a 
um, bankrupt a hedge fund and force that hedge fund to be basically be bailed out by a bank. But then if this continues, that bank could be could go bankrupt, which would then force it to be bailed out by an even bigger bank, which could itself go bankrupt. Like that's the potential trajectory here that they could have created an, a completely unmanageable beast that would eventually end in the Fed having to step in to stop a bunch of guys on Reddit. And it, it, part of this is the like the, the Internet is a force multiplier that has just is rapidly um, it's, 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 it's we're living in this crazy change in time. And these guys on Reddit who this is this is not the first time these Reddit guys have pulled off something like this. I remember the a couple of years back, the the Shia LaBeouf flag. He will not divide us. And uh, for people who don't know, so Shia LaBeouf had this flag. He was grifting after Trump was elected and he said he will not divide us. And he had this flag. Um, and then he had a, uh, I can't remember exactly whether it was an American flag or if he had this he will not divide us flag. Anyways, he had this, this flag that he was posting up places. And these guys on, it was on Reddit and on 4chan started going and finding where he had the flag and taking it down. And he was losing his mind. He was getting just irate trying to to keep this flag away from these guys. And finally, they kept getting it like in crazier and crazier places and they would still find it. So finally, he took the flag and he put it, he, had, he would have a camera on it. So he put the flag with a camera on it and it was pointed up at the sky. So all you could see was the flag with the sky above. And what these guys did is they tracked like aircraft flight patterns over the flag and tracked it for enough time that they were able to triangulate the general location for it. And then a guy who lived in that area went and drove around in that area honking his horn until they said, hey, we can hear it on the live stream. And he went over and he pulled the flag down, I think put a MAGA hat or something up in the place of it. So these guys are, they call themselves the autists. And they say that you can never underestimate the power of weaponized autism. And basically that's what's happened here. Now, one one theory that someone in one of the, the Telegram channels I'm in, a guy suggested that, this could very well have been an even larger um, financial organization like uh, like BlackRock or something that identified that these more kind of chump change like hedge funds, smaller hedge funds were had had too large of a short position on GameStop and some of these other these other stocks. So they seeded this idea. They, they astroturfed this idea into Reddit. They kicked something off and they, these guys took it and ran with it. And then the 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 smaller hedge funds get get tanked, and then the larger uh, financial organizations, because they see it coming, because they have the the capital, they make out like bandits. And then, uh, you know, the plebs they get a couple nickels to rub together, and you know we go go on with our day. And so it could actually ultimately result in the in, a, in the consolidation of the market. But really, that's a dynamic that happens no matter what. There's there's constant pressure throughout time for the market to consolidate itself. That's going to happen inevitably. It doesn't matter how you go about it. It will always happen eventually. The significance of this moment here is that it's forcing the the, the financial organizations, the financial you know, heart of America to reveal itself for what it really is. And that that is a thing that people on on across the aisles, everywhere, on all sides, they all think is is bullshit. They don't want it. They're not interested in a in a financial system that that only works for the people who have vested interests. Now, I mean, that's how every financial system works. But but people don't want to know that people don't want that to be explicit. And what these guys have done is they've made it explicit. So now 
uh, people are seeing very clearly that, you know, so right now, the a, a Democrat administration that took power talking about, you know, the little guy and whatever, like, like doing their typical social justice bullshit. And they they took power and they have all all three branches. They have uh, 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 both both uh, houses of Congress and they have the uh, um, uh, the presidency, the executive. So th- they're in control of all three and they could very easily reveal themselves as, hey, actually, you know, yeah, we do fight for the little guy, you know, whatever. We have the little guy's best interest at heart, but they're not going to. There's no way they're going to because the Democrats are the party of Wall Street. They're the party of Wall Street pretending not to be. And at this point, they, they're, they're stuck in, an, in, a, in, a, in a lose-lose situation. They either have to abandon their, their, their um, Wall Street donors, which is never going to happen, um, because it also affects them personally, financially. Um, you just saw, like, the Nancy Pelosi apparently um, uh, bought, like, a million – either her, her or her husband bought, like, a million dollars in call options or something for Tesla uh, just before Joe Biden rolled out a Green New Deal plan and Tesla's stock shot up even more. So, I mean, it's just open insider trading and, you know, nobody's going to do anything about it because it's Nancy Pelosi. So anyway, so this is the this is the situation here now where where they're caught between this decision where they have to either uh, abandon their their Wall Street buddies, which they won't do, or they have to reveal that they're the party of Wall Street and they're going to act in favor of protecting Wall Street and protecting Wall Street's interests. And even more, people have realized that Robin Hood is took uh, uh created their market share pretending that they're the uh that that they're in it for the little guys you know we're gonna help the little guy learn how to how to trade we're gonna we're gonna create a platform where even the little guy can can invest and and you know now we're finding out that they're basically i think it's like citadel or something one of the major financial organizations that they are basically a front for and now so so now uh robin hood is like stopping trades on on gamestop and i saw something too i haven't really been on the internet recently but um been really busy the last couple of days but i saw a uh uh what was it it said something about how uh uh robin hood is now talking about how they're going to have to start selling stocks for people to protect them or something like that so basically if someone is has a large position on a specific stock and that stock or, or a large, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? They, they, they've got a large short position on a, on a stock and that stock is, is blowing up. Then they'll actually like, like force those, like basically they're going to start gaming the system explicitly. I don't even know how they're going to do it without it being obvious that that's what they're doing. But we're seeing uh, there's, there's this theme of the great awakening and we're seeing another awakening. This is something that it doesn't matter whether you're on the left or on the right or whether you're socialist or communist or libertarian or uh, a MAGA guy or wherever. It doesn't matter who you are. When you see this type of thing happening, it red pills you. You see very clearly that the elites are completely corrupt and they're actively gaming the system on their own be- to, for their own behalf and uh, against the little guy. So – so it's it, it's a beautiful thing to see more and more people getting red pilled like this. It's the exact same formula as what happened with the uh, with the, uh, the the competition a couple of months ago, where uh, you know the the game isn't going in in your favor, so you 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 know halt the proceedings and uh, adjust things to uh, work even more on your behalf. So it's it's I I think it's a it's a wonderful thing because I I, I want to see more and more people wake up to this. It's unfortunate that, yeah, there's going to be some people who are, you know, quote unquote, innocent. They're along for the ride and they're going to lose out. But 
you know, bad things happen to people. And in the long run, this is going to be a, a very positive development. I mean, you're going to see the financial elites really crack down. And I bet you what you're going to see is the term financial terrorism is going to start becoming a, a meme. They're already talking about how uh, that this is a, an expression of of white supremacy. So so the little guy trading with three thousand dollars in his stock portfolio and harming a hedge fund. So what is it? What is it? Uh, uh, bankrupting a hedge fund is white supremacy now. That's uh that's basically where we've arrived. And so so there's another industry that's pantsing itself. The journalists. The journalists are all you know every they have only one one setting, which is every everything that hurts the elites is white supremacy. So this thing is hurting the elites, so it must be white supremacy as well. Um, so that was that was kind of my take on the on the the whole game stonks thing. Uh, did you have anything else you want to say about it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a lot there. Uh, when it comes to that Robinhood, I had I hadn't heard about them. Uh, I looked them up today and I saw their ad, and it's you know it's just it's just a very just like, uh, just a, the, the, you're just the worst person at a coffee shop was going to make like a like a video ad for uh you know to as like basically like a ci parts of the market i just wonder if there's anything in this world that isn't a, just a fucking terrible cia operation nope um but yeah yeah this podcast is a terrible um, yeah. cia operation yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um yeah and, and again and i don't even know um but in, and even if you give them the, the benefit of the doubt that they really did start to get more, whatever, whatever they, their mission statement claimed to be, which I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think that anybody really operates like that. But even if they did, they should have, they should have known that the game that they're getting into, they should have known who they ultimately have to answer to, you know, and, and like, it's just the same thing. You know, people uh, are very content to uh, profit off of, you know, um, getting into bed with, you know, these like terrible people, whether you, whether you think they're terrible, terrible or not. And then it comes time to like the check comes, you know? Um, but this whole, this whole uh, awakening right now that you're talking about, um, I had a fascinating conversation, um, with, a with an Orthodox priest and we were talking about the apocalypse and, you know, he, he brought it up. He's like, apocalypse just means revealing. And if I think back maybe to, uh, you know, cause when you're, when you're living in the, in the moment, you know, you, you, you don't have, uh, you don't have the, the, the best perspective, but like if, if, if we were writing about whatever we think is going to happen in the future a hundred years from now, like maybe we would take it back to nine 11, because I think that nine 11 actually was like a real, um, important time for, um, people realizing that, you know, what, what they thought America was, uh, it wasn't that, you know, there's other things going on. That was just the beginning. And obviously you've got things in between there. You've got a financial crash. You've got um, this populist rise, you know, Trump and you know, Occupy Wall Street and Trump and, and all this. Um, but just it's been accelerating. And so the, I think the big divide that you're that you're seeing in, in, in maybe, um, you know, people's frustration with like, oh, what do we do? You know, politically, what do we do? What's our, what's our action? You have to what you have to do is embrace the idea that people are waking up um, and being in, um, you know, being red pilled. And what you don't want to do is try to um, try to be too married to anything that prevents you from seeing the truth or for what it is, or um, 
want to interpret how other people um, see this reveal. So, like, if you're libertarian and, um, you know, you're still defending, you know, Facebook for being a private company or you're trying you're, – you're so married to your ideology that you're, you're wrapped up in arguments, um, you, you're, getting, you're getting in the way. Um, you, just, you just have to, like – you just have to sort of shut up and be happy that things are being revealed for what they are. And if it, if it challenged some of your ideals that you had previously, like I think for a lot of libertarians, uh, you know, the idea that all our all the all the problems were coming from not exactly the state, you know, like that's that use that more of, of an opportunity to, to evaluate your philosophy or, you know, the world around you and not necessarily, you know, do the gymnastics to explain to people that well, ultimately it really is a state. Okay, fine. Ultimately it's a state, whatever. Just let, let people, let people get woke, woken up. You know, I mean, I've had so so many more um, fascinating conversations with people who, um, you know, would definitely describe themselves as left. And that's, that's not a bad thing. Um, that's not just, that's not just running out. Here's a, here's a difference. A red pilled leftist, right? You know, someone who, someone who, you know, maybe I would have made fun of somebody who was at Occupy and, you know, told them I was going to kick their hacky sack down a sewer or something like that, because that's my <laughs> sensibility. Um, you know, ne- like uh, let that those are those are the people that that you want to have a conversation with, um, and that you that you want to engage with. You're talking about coalition building. Um, those people are th- those people are more valuable. Um, to build a coalition with, if, if, if you will, All, it, it, it's wildly different than, than, you know, the libertarians who tried to follow around Black Lives Matter all summer. It's not the same thing. Like all those people did is build up um, the sledgehammer of that is white supremacy and give credence to that argument that is going to be used to destroy anything that moves anyone a millimeter closer to freedom. That's all. All you did is give credence to that argument by trying to chase them around and gain some kind of political power or it's the asinine idea that you're going to get like libertarians out of, you know, out of, out of that process. Um, that that's a no. And I, I don't know. I just, I just hope that people can kind of like see, see the difference of, of like, it's not just, it's not just like, a, oh, we're going to appeal to, you know, appeal to the left. It's like, no, you got to appeal, appeal to the truth, appeal to the truth that's out there. Cause like the truth is happening and it's people are being divided by, um, by those who see it and those who, uh, don't see it or don't want to see it. So if, 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 if there's people who don't want to see it, you can release yourself from that. It's the same, it's the same thing. Like you, you can talk, you can find people who, uh, who are on the left who view the Trump moment you know as uh uniquely evil at first but then as time went on you know they were able to put uh, their ideology to the side and see that even though there's nothing that they find redeemable about donald trump like those four those four years i mean anyone who came near him got exposed and he exposed himself also and fair enough but like that's always good you know like the fact that the apocalypse means means the revealing that can be a positive thing if people allow themselves their eyes open 
That's a really fascinating idea. The fact that apocalypse means revealing. I'm I'm gonna have to really think on that for a little bit. That's that's got some some wheels turning here. The the big it's difference. A revelation is 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 a revealing. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, revelation is revealing. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um. So the the big difference here between so you compared. Uh, like someone with Black Lives Matter or so a libertarian following Black Lives Matter around and like trying to say, oh, well, I'll just use Black Lives Matter slogans and then, you know, they'll somehow become libertarian uh, or is somehow they'll favor limited government or whatever. And then f- um, finding a, the difference between that and then finding a leftist and, and finding common ground with them on something like Occupy or or like this current thing that's happening or some other issue where, you know, they 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 have the they're they're open to the correct opinion. The big difference between those two phenomena there is that with the Black Lives Matter thing, what you're doing is if you're a libertarian that's trying to say, oh well, if I say Black Lives Matter and I talk about I use their all their slogans and stuff, then you know they'll somehow respect me more and then I'll have more influence over them. It doesn't work that way because you are going onto their territory and you're joining, you're adding your voice to their cause. If you're adding your voice to their cause, why do they need to entertain yours? You're already contributing to theirs. So they're like, what, what, what are you taking away from, or what are they, you know, like when you do sales, like there's a, a, when you're trying to sell something to someone, you have to first like show them why they need it. So they have to have a longing. They have to have something that they like, like a a gap or, or an absence of something. And you have to you have to highlight that. And then there's this thing called like twisting the knife where you you emphasize it and then you you really twist it and you really make them feel the pain of not having whatever the solution is that you're going to bring going to bring to them. In the case of going to a, a Black Lives Matter person and, and saying, oh, well, I, I'm a libertarian and I believe Black Lives Matter. They're going to say, OK, great. Then let's go pursue the, the, the goals of Black Lives Matter. And you're going to be like, well, I want to go pursue these other things. And, and they're, they're like, well, you believe Black Lives Matter, right? Well, so this is the most important thing ever. And so then you've lost them. They, the difference between that and a situation where, say, like Occupy is you're not going onto their turf. You're saying, hey, we have a common goal here and we're meeting in the middle. We're meeting where we both agree this, this, uh, you know, this corrupt financial system needs to, needs to end. It needs, there needs to be an alternative. We need to reveal that to people and we need to, you know, stick it to the man or whatever. So you're, you're meeting them on a, on a common ground where you're not going onto their territory and they're not coming onto your territory where you're both sharing territory. And that's where, um, you, you get this, this, this feeling of common purpose and where you're both working toward the same end. And that's a lot more, um, psychologically compelling. And someone who's, Someone's not going to dig all the way deep into into Black Lives Matter and and discover that um you know the state is run by a bunch of corrupt people and you know and and anarchy is the way like that's never going to happen. There's no no aspect of Black Lives Matter is going to get you to that point because Black Lives Matter is a is a is a, a CIA op essentially. But the whereas something like Occupy Wall Street that's a very clear uh, uh that's a very clear story to tell the the nature of the financial system. Well, it is the way it is because of the banks and the banks are the way they are because of the Fed and the Fed's the way it is. You know, it's a very easy, easy pathway to red pill someone there. So it's, it's very interesting right now where we, and it was like, two, I don't know, 2010, 2012, whenever last Occupy was, you had Occupy Wall Street and the Tea Party kind of both right uh, around the same time with each other. So it's kind of left-wing and right-wing versions of the same type of movement. And then, uh, there's the the really common meme where it shows the like the fat cat guy sitting in his 
in his high-rise apartment, and he has all the Occupy people out there, and he's on the phone, and he says, all right, time to introduce them to identity politics. And that's basically what happened. The left was focused on Occupy Wall Street, and they were getting a little too close to the target, so they introduced identity politics, and the rest was history. So so now, so what's, what's going to be the new thing? So now that you've got the left and the right, who both see eye to eye on this thing, and they're both recognizing, hey, there's this aspect of the system that's that's you know, oppressive and totalitarian and, and, you know, it's time for it to change. So what are they going to introduce now? Like what's going to be the new, uh, the thing that takes the place of what identity politics was before? I don't really know. I don't have a clear idea necessarily. I just think it's an interesting thing to, to mull on. I mean, it would be crazy if there was like a, if there was like some kind of virus that got loose that kept people <laughs> from like assemb- assembling. Um, you might have to do like a, really... you might have to like make people stay in their houses. Yeah, anything that cut back on, like, freedom of assembly um, whatsoever. And then if you could somehow um, introduce, like, massive, um, like, deplatforming of, of people and, and um, sort of make also information that's any way truthful, like, illegal, that would put a real dent in, in this. But um, as long as we don't have that to deal with, I think – I think really these um, these populist movements might be able to sort of unite. Um, I, I I am cu- I am curious, um, and again I don't know how many people are watching, but whenever they do watch this, presumably anyone who's paying any attention to us, it comes from loosely like a world of like libertarian um, thinking or or whatever, and it is probably you know in that old graph, and it seems it seems ancient now, the uh, that the the political um, quadrants or, or whatever oh, probably yeah. like lower right like type for the most part I, I would have to imagine um i just i just wonder if they if anyone out there finds themselves having conversations with people they didn't think that they normally would have because if you told me that like i just thought the occupied people were just so annoying at the time you know like like i think like even like peter schiff was out there and he's just like you guys are in the wrong place he's like it's dc you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, okay, sure. Yeah. This financial system, but you need to go a step further. And, um, and, you know, of course that's, that's all like very true, but like the fact that now I, like I would run a thousand miles an hour towards some, to, towards like an occupied person, like over, um, over just like a, a like a blue pill libertarian, even if they were in the bottomest of the right, like that whole, that whole political quadrant now just seems, everything seems so outdated. You know, like this does seem like the moment where, um, and oddly enough, it's usually libertarians who are talking about it. Um, you know, you people are looking like, you know, at their neighbor or side to side when they they need to be like looking up. It's like that's precisely what's happening right now. It, I don't think it like maybe it doesn't look how um, a lot of like the talking head types um, would present it. Like it's not this moment of just like. Oh yeah, praxeology. Uh, the state's evil. Like, yeah, we it, like that's not. It's not happening like that. Uh, you know, it doesn't look exactly how you think it's going to look. But um, that is that's kind of what what seems to be happening. There's there's very much a uh, a, a move toward. Well, so it's very interesting the way that the uh, the libertarians are. It seems like libertarians are increasingly more and more becoming like en masse, They're becoming blue pilled, and you're getting the 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 people who are like the red pilled ones are kind of like starting to separate themselves away. They're getting disenchanted and kind of like ah, oh, they're kind of where we are basically. 
And I think my, yeah, they're my, starting YouTube shows. <laughs> <laughs> my theory about why that dynamic happened, why why it seems like libertarians are 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 prone to blue pilling, is I, I think it's because they libertarians have this idea like they finally happened upon the the spring of all knowledge. They came upon they like were were hacking their way through a jungle and they came out into a clearing and they found this this spring of water there and it's the it's the fount of all knowledge that ever you know ever was and ever will be and that's when they became a libertarian and so now they've already discovered they've already found the key that unlocks the the system and they you know they they've like already have all the answers and they haven't they haven't uh, allowed themselves to continue the process of learning and and constantly updating their their ideological operating system but I mean, that's what that it's for me. It's been I I can't help it. I just I keep running into questions that I don't have an answer to. And I have to go find the answer because I can't let it go. I'm autistic that way, I guess. But I just libertarians have this obsession with being the smartest person in the room and thinking that they already have all they've discovered all the answers. They just go to it's actually the state that's evil. In case you didn't know, um, government is bad. And uh, anything that that ever happens that's bad is is actually because of government. And the great irony of this is no one else on the planet gives more power and credence to the government than libertarians, because ultimately what people are attracted to is power. And if you say in every single situation, in every single conversation, your answer is this is happening because of the government. The government are the ones who are influencing all of this. The government are the great big baddies. Like when you dig down to the foundations of society, you find, oh, everything is bad and corrupt because of the government at the bottom of it. What you're telling people is that the strongest, most powerful, like strongest 800-pound gorilla in the room is the government. And because human beings are naturally inclined to power, you're going to make them lean even more into the government. Because the real issue isn't at the government level. The government isn't even like like five layers f- from the bottom. There's so many more layers that are much deeper and much more um, influential and, and corrupt and powerful than the government. And and that's kind of that's part of the part of the purpose of this podcast. Why we want to why we're going to be doing all these live streams and stuff is because we want to we want to dig into precisely that subject. But I liked what your your observation with the AOC Ted Cruz thing because this is this is perfectly emblematic of of the the way that the left gets power in a way that the majority of the right and then especially uh, the the modern libertarian does not understand. And it's the reason why this it's this lack of understanding of power, which is what renders libertarians and right wingers at large, like perpetually, it perpetually neuters them because they don't understand that it's all about power. All that matters is power because if you it's, want, it's almost admirable. What is the, 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 the way that the left gets power? Yeah. yeah just, well, no, it's it, it, well, yeah, that, but also just the fact that, like, like this, you know, we sometimes talk about the psychology of like a, a like a right person versus a left, and it's just the fact that it seems so totally off the radar of like, uh, you know, most libertarians and or like a right leaning person. It's almost like an admirable quality, um, because it, it's it's sort of it's 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 innocent in a in a way, yeah. and I I guess it's just 
it's not in their constitution that they, that they would want to live that way. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm sort of spitballing. It's but naive. It's point, naivete. What's going on? Yeah, at this point, it's crossing over into being like a like a real um, a, a real hindrance. So yeah. I, I I could I could understand that. Okay, this is not your normal um, you know way to live. And like we, I think we you know we we talked about you know just like the uh, you know the, we we went the the Yarvid water water polo thing. It, largely, it's, it's it's the people who you know couldn't even con- conceive of of cheating under the water water polo. They just want to play. They they want to be good at water polo. You know, they don't want to tug on people's balls and and, and whatever. Um, but but after a certain point, it's like you got to realize that's what's going on. You know, right, right. And you're it, playing a, a game. Point, you got to realize you're in jail. You're in jail. Like you're not in a, in Kafistan. So you know, just because that that's how that that's how you want to live doesn't mean that's where you're at. And you're not you're not going to you're not going to get where you want to want to be um, from where you're at by just living out in the way that, that, that you would like to live. Right, right. If you're in jail, you're not going to somehow survive better by pretending you aren't in jail. That's like, that's the surest right. way to get yourself shanked as fast as possible. There's a reason that everyone that winds up in jail, like immediately gets, sh- gets shuttled off into one tribe or another, because this is how he, this is human psychology. This is how human beings operate. They all, people always like, Humans, humans are fundamentally tribal. We're a tribal collective species. And this, the, the, it's, this is just nature. This is a, this is a, like an anthropological fact of humanity. And I, I, I agree with you that, that it's, that it's definitely a, a, like a, like a naivete that, that libertarians are like, they've realized the, the great like corruption of the state. And, you know, they, they like to quote Lord Acton and say that, you know, absolute power, um, that, that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And, because it's it's pithy and it sounds great and, 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 you know, whatever else. But once you start studying power and you realize that power is not going to go away, power is a vacuum. So if if everybody tries to push power away from themselves, eventually all it takes is one person to say, well, if you guys don't want it, I'll take it. And then they're the ones who have the power. And so they're the ones who have the ability to do whatever they want. And then this this dynamic just begins to exist at a at a large scale. It scales up to the to the societal level. You're always going to have a group of people who will do whatever it takes to get power. And this was the brilliance of your observation with AOC and Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is being the typical conservative ink guy who is who who just kind of wants to operate nobly according to his principles and you know he's he's very quick to 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 reach his hand across the aisle and 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 try to be to collaborate and be bipartisan and whatever because it's noble and it's principled and it's you know it's it seems if you were living in a fairy tale this is the way you would want to operate but the problem is he's not living in a fairy tale he's living in a world where power is a zero sum game and he's in a vulnerable position and she's not and so she's going to capitalize the shit out of the position that she's in and t- and ring it for every last little bit of capital she can get out of it and, th- and there's a lesson in here that that this is the way the political game is played. If you think that you're going to go in there with your 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 uh, uh, being being like noble and genuine, sincere and and circumspect and 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 just kind of like do your do your do your like uh, uh, I can't think of the word I'm, I'm this noble and genuine and sincere. If you think you're going to do that and you're going to win, you're 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 like laying down to sleep on a bear trap. 
And it's that bear trap's going to get sprung eventually. People will point to Ron Paul and they'll say, well, look at Ron Paul. Look what he did. And he's the exception that proves the rule. He, the reason he's so significant is because he was the one that wasn't like all the others. And he was so blameless and so um, completely flawless that, 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 that he was, he was allowed to, per, to, to persist where he was because ultimately he wasn't a threat. And as soon as he became a threat, he got cut off. He got taken off at the knees immediately. They worked some little magic with the delegates or whatever, and it was all over. Trump, on the other hand, came from, in a lot of ways, kind of the same sort of an angle, and he realized that you have to play the power game. This is the nature of politics. If you're going to get into politics, it's a power game, and you have to play power games. If you say, I don't want the power, nobody should have it, what you're saying is, only bad people should have power because a bad person is never going to willingly surrender power. It's only going to be the good guy. So if the good guy is giving up power, the bad guy is going to happily take it and do whatever he wants with it. And then he's going to be able to do whatever he wants with it because now he's the one who has the power. So this is this kind of leads into the next subject I wanted to talk about. Did you have anything else to say on that? Uh, no. And I, I just I, I wonder, maybe 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 one time we could. uh we could enter. I mean, we're a million miles away from it, but it would be interesting to sort of entertain the, um, you know, the, the 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 sort of structure of what what what's missing, what's missing from an ideal society or as close to an ideal society um, as as possible. Like, what, what would you need, you know? Um, yeah, because I, 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 I've been thinking about that recently, and it's, for me, it just it comes down to the, the biggest hole that I ever. Um, sort of ran into with um, with libertarian philosophy was just that there's no accounting for um, for human human nature, um, you know, and, and it's you need something to combat that. Yeah, and it's it's just it, I and I think a lot of it with our country. So I think it comes down to uh, character and like size of population. And I, I think you know the the more that you limit the the more that you sort of ratchet up how you deal with those two. I think you get some leeway. Um, you know, with, with the other, um, but, but yeah, you know, it just, the, the idea of having 330 million people or, or whatever, um, not, not all necessarily oriented towards a, a particular good or even, even different goods, you know, but just, yeah, it, it does, it does, it does, it seems like, it seems like that is like a, a non-ideal, um, uh, setup and it's, 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 it's the same thing with like, um, it's the same thing why that why don't you go to why don't you go set up your um, perfect society in Somalia is not it's not the terrible question that people try to make it out to like, I mean answer the question you know what I mean it's it, it's there, there 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 would be less of a system to dismantle there uh, you know you could really you could really sort of you could have that so why you know like why answer the question in when when you confront that question. Um, if you confront it honestly, you know, it comes down to, you know, you know, if you, if you want to say culture, okay, sure, culture. But it, it's why I right now, um, you know, I, I could have a, a stock market, um, I could have a stock market with, uh, you know, 2,000 Christians living in a, in a community. And I, I think that we, it would, it would operate much closer to the free market described, um, in any Austrian economic book, um, you know, than, than, than what we're seeing in our current system or 
even if even if you just snap your fingers in um you know in in the United States, um you said all right tomorrow the United States is in Kapistan. There's just no rules. Here's the 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 thing is that the you you could get just about any society any any um, organizational structure of society to work if every single member of that society was bought into that idea so you could you can get open communism to work and this isn't a revolutionary idea there's plenty of people who admit that yeah communism works in some cases you know like you know there's i mean there's a reason that people go to communes now what always almost always ends up happening is that eventually someone sees the power vacuum and they step into it and and the rest is history but if if you could if you could like you said snap your fingers and have every single person in america have like wake up tomorrow morning having memorized the entire corpus of murray rothbard's works and to be a fully bought in completely committed anarcho uh, anarcho capitalist then yeah anarcho capitalism would work but that just is it's never going to happen now you bring up a good point about the size of the the size of the country that there's this thing called Dunbar's number, which is a basically a kind of a theory that uh, that that the human mind can I don't even I don't know if it's actually if it's a theory or if it's actually been been proof or whatever, but basically the human mind is only capable of of containing within itself up to about 150 individual human faces, like when it's when a, the human mind is memorizing. Uh, people's faces it can only keep track of 150 individual distinct ones beyond that uh, there's just too many to keep track of and so it starts stereotyping and and and, and starting to lump people into into categories and so for that reason people have, have have hypothesized that 150 people is about the ideal human society that's about the ideal size and that seems that seems fairly truish to me and i think that if we ever do reach some sort of a, a like a decentralized um, you know, ideal society type of arrangement. I think that it's going to be uh, largely because uh, human beings have split into smaller sovereign groups that they're able to to kind of govern more more directly over with smaller. And it's going to probably be uh, of, like family based and and built around, or at the very least, built around a specific common idea. Like, and this is where you get religion. Um, and this is this word, that's a big, big old uh, can of worms. But that's actually that'd be a really good video for us to do. Maybe we could even like do a produced video and and uh, really lay that out, write us write ourselves a script and really lay out um, how that would work. I think that's a good idea. Um, so so that where I kind of wanted to go from there was 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 sort of similar actually. So on the subject of power and trying to figure out how to uh, you know how to how to move this gigantic beast of society in some sort of a good in some sort of a, of, of a good direction a direction that's that that favors that 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 leans in the direction that we would prefer. Uh, Hotep Jesus and Dave Smith have been talking now about how they're going to take over the LP. And uh, Dave Smith was on Hotep Jesus's channel last week, I think, or earlier this week, some point, and and he gave him the official. Uh, uh, appeal. He broke it down for him and made the offer to him to 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 join forces with Dave and and then they're going to take over the LP. And Dave said that he basically he's kind of a, become sort of the de facto leader figurehead for the Mises Caucus, which he said uh, makes up something like 40% of the party. And there's even more people than that who maybe aren't explicitly a part of of the Mises Caucus, but who would join on. And 
and so he he made the appeal to 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 Hotep Jesus and and uh, Hotep Jesus was was pretty favorable to it and they were all excited about it and everything and you know a couple of years ago this would have been like I would have been all about this idea I would have been all over it and I'm still kind of a little undecided I, I don't I don't totally know how I feel about it um, I'm I'm kind of working through it and I'll I'll settle on something here eventually but I want to say here at the outset first of all that that I I really appreciate both of these guys I'm I'm a huge fan especially of Hotep Jesus. Um, I met him when he came out and he did, he did the show with Jason and I, and just before he went on Joe Rogan, Amy and I went out to dinner with him the night before he we went on Joe Rogan and had a, just a phenomenal conversation for like three or four hours. He's a, he's one of my favorite people in the world. He's just an absolutely brilliant guy, uh, super uh, uh, magnanimous and genuine and, and uh, incredibly well-read. One of the best people I've ever met. And I've never met Dave, but uh, I've, I've followed him for a long time and I've really appreciated uh, a lot of his positions, a lot of what he has to say. So I have to say, it was uh, it was really, really jarring to hear him when he made this appeal to Hotep Jesus. He, he at the outset, he kind of he kind of broke down what they're trying to do. That they're you know they want to try to take over the LP, the third largest uh, political party in the country. And and then like because he knew he's talking to to another anarchist as Hotep Jesus is, he kind of had to qualify it, and he goes. He goes, and I, I mean, just, just, just so you know, I mean, it's not. This is just more kind of like we're trying to use it as an evangelistic platform, you know. We're not. Uh, he says we're not. It, it, this isn't like we're going to try to take over a political party and 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 you know take power and actually try to accomplish anything, you know. We're just trying to do that. And I just, I had to pause it, and 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 like play that back in my head. He literally said, "It's not like we're going to try to take over a political party and take power and try to accomplish anything." And I'm like. Why? Like, what? So what's the point here? So we're going to try to take power. Like, if you say we're going to take over a political party, what you're saying is we're going to take power. So you're going to take power, but you're not going to try to accomplish anything. How is like how how is that how is that supposed to be compelling to anyone? First of all, if you're if you're trying to be if you're trying to evangelize people, if you're trying to get people interested in your ideas, you have to offer something to them. But you're explicitly starting out saying our goal isn't to accomplish anything. So then, what, like, like, how how are you setting your bar so low? Are you just like, oh, pe- people are going to be so disenchanted with the other two parties that all we have to do is just present ourselves as an alternative and people come flocking over? Like, I wait, I don't understand the mentality here. If you're going to take power, then why not try to accomplish something? And this is this is just emblematic of the libertarian idea. Which is, in any circumstance, if there's something that you can do that would eliminate any sort of influence you have on people, make sure you do that right away. This is, the, this is like the libertarian political approach in a nutshell. And here's the problem, is that political parties don't work as evangelistic platforms. You don't need them. You don't need them. And you could hear Hotep Jesus as he was as as Dave was kind of making this case to him. He was like, they, Dave said, you know, it's it's a it's you know um, it'll be great for your brand and you know it'll 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 increase your reach and your exposure and and uh, you know we'll be able to have a bigger impact and actually start to change some things and and really have an impact on the world. And and I I don't, I'm not going to say that, if, especially those two guys in particular, if they took over the party. 
the way they're talking about, yeah, they're definitely going to raise their raise their own profile and generate some more exposure for themselves and everything. There's, I have no doubt in my mind. They're both incredibly competent, very effective communicators. But I just I, I, I have this fear that they're going about this in the wrong way, that they're not that they're they're not going to accomplish what they think they're going to. And it's and it's and it's really because they I, I think they haven't made their they haven't progressed through the ideology far enough yet. I know that Dave has been it seems like Dave has been hung up where he is for a while now. He hasn't he's had this 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 like his for people who listen to part of the problem with Dave Smith, um he has this uh this 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 meme kind of this running joke with him that ever since he had his little girl a couple years ago, he's he calls himself a conservative Christian now. He kind of jokes about it because he's his background is is a uh, uh, leftist atheist, uh, you know, was a big fan of Sam Harris and, and Christopher Hitchens, that type of guy. And, but he really kind of had a come to Jesus moment around the birth of his daughter, which I can, I can relate to. And so now he sees himself as he's, he's definitely kind of moved, moved right. And he's, he started to recognize the necessity of religion and, and uh, that, that, that for the, the sake of a healthy functioning society, you have to have um, a common, metaphysical purpose that, that like a religion provides. So, so he's, he's, he's like, he's right on the cusp and, and, and Hotep Jesus is, is he comes from a really fascinating background. He's even, he's primed even better for these types of ideas, but um, he's, he uh, just kind of just encountered Murray Rothbard and anarcho-capitalism and stuff in around the last year. And he's a, he's a super voracious reader and, and he's constantly willing to update his operating system. So I think that it's just a matter of time for him. But you can't use a political party as an evangelistic platform. It just never it never works that way, because when people are in the business of choosing a political party, they're in the business of looking for something that's going to do something for them. They're looking for really they're looking for power. They're looking to join in with a group that's going to go beat the shit out of the people that they don't like. That's that's the fundamental political impulse. The only important distinction in politics is friend versus enemy. That's all that matters. Everything breaks down to that point. And if you disagree, that's because you don't understand your enemy. Your enemy sees it that way, and that's how they're going to break it down, and they're going to force you into that corner. And if you don't play ball, they're going to beat the shit out of you and leave you bloody in a ditch. This is just the nature of how politics works. So I think that I think what they're trying to do could be fantastic. I think that it would be great if, if they're using it as um, – basically as a way to ensure that the party isn't being used by other people who are going to do less or worse or whatever. But they also, I, I, there's the, you know, the risk of, of, um, you know, just being a complete flop and, and, and it reflects poorly on them. But I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't, don't pussyfoot through this. Don't half-ass it. Don't say, oh, you know, we're just going to try to, you know, Tell people one other thing Dave said is he said, what we're going to try to do is use the political system to prove to people that they don't need the political system. And I just like about put my head through my phone. I was like, do you hear yourself? If you you like you speaking to Dave, you clearly feel like you have to use the political system because the other options aren't working. That's why you see this as a better option. That's like the, the nature of praxeology. You're doing, you're making this decision because you see it as the best decision of the ones available to you. So clearly, you see the political system as necessary. 
that you have to use it for some reason. So then why are you using the political system to then try to tell people that you don't need the political system? Clearly you need the political system because you're using it. So if you're going to get into this, get into it. Don't do this bullshit about, oh, I just kind of try to evangelize some people. Get into it and try to win some shit and try to make a difference. Try to change stuff. Stop shying away from politics and saying, oh, we can't do that. It violates the non-aggression principle. Because you know what? The people who are going to do stuff don't give a shit about the non-aggression principle. And they're going to do that stuff no matter what you do. So to step away from power and say, no, 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 nobody should hold power is functionally the same thing as saying, only my enemies should hold power and only they should be free to do whatever the hell they want because I'm removing, I'm, I'm throwing the ring off the cliff into the lava. I'm not going to use it. Someone else is going to have to use it instead of me. And I'm just going to be a spectator on the sidelines. That's, that's, that's your position. If you think, hey, we're just going to use it as an evangelistic tool, but we're not actually going to accomplish anything with it. And I'm telling you, go accomplish something with it. Okay, rant over. I am I'm just here for the sake of uh, you know, gr- growing the show that we haven't really ever sort of formally announced as a as a show. Well, maybe we kind of <laughs> did, but not really. I'm just here to say that uh Dave Smith dog whistles, white supremacy and platforms <laughs> um white nationalists and uh I challenge him to a debate on lines of liberty. What are you going to debate? That's a joke. Uh, I don't. I don't fucking know. I love Dave, um, <laughs> but like yeah. it just seems the easiest. The easiest way to get an audience is just if you say if you say if you call Dave a, an anti semite or a racist or something like that, <laughs> you, can, you can get some you can get some uh, attention. Um, no, I mean yeah, Dave. Dave's fucking awesome. Um, and I've like I had said for the longest uh, time. Annoyingly so, and anywhere I could like get it in there, I I I said uh, anywhere I thought that he would see it. You're the guy. I don't know if you know you're the guy or not, but you're the guy. Um, like if you're gonna have some, because you, you, you know, because I like like I haven't thought it all the way through either, but I I feel uh, somewhat similar, um, you know, to you where it's like okay, I I, I think I'm excited about this. But it doesn't seem like it's exactly right. It seems like we could optimize this somehow. Um, you know, it just doesn't seem like it's like totally like baked through the whole way. You have you have a, a a political party that has the name of an ideology that uh you know as much as much as like I don't know we 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 talk some pretty good crap about like libertarianism and libertarians and whatever. But like you know what comes down to it, it's it's like all right, it's a pretty solid ideology. For how things could work, if if nothing else, you know, even if there's no real road to get there, fine. Uh, Austrian economics, good. Um, but um, it's like it, it's weird. It's like I wonder if that political party didn't exist, would it would it be in um, would it would it be anyone's idea to start a political party, or are we just doing stuff with it because it's there and it has the name? You know what I mean? Like. Mm. Like if if it wasn't there, I don't know. I don't know if that would be the, the 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 route to go. But it does exist. So in one sense, and I'm just thinking this through as I say it. In one sense, um, if someone's going to take the reins of that thing, it would. I would like it to be a guy like uh, Dave, for sure. You know what I mean? Because at least you know that he's not really going to like 
mess it up how um you know like uh, others others you know have have been doing you know to to a large extent right he he's not going to do any goofies he's he's got some bass in his voice you know that's why i said he that's why i said he he's the guy you know because like people people would get behind him and people are drawn to him and he's got like a charisma and he's got like a strength he's like a na- i don't know if he I don't know if he really like. The, I, I don't know if he like kind of wants to be like the leader who doesn't really think he's a leader, but people think he's a leader, so he's like, oh, okay, I'll I'll be a leader. Like, uh, but he he he's got that quality that that people are magnetized to, um, and and you know he he's he's got like that 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 alpha thing that that you need, and it's why um, you know some other names that people would like throw around for someone who's going to like either run or be, you know, the the head of, of, of something in the way of a political party. It's just like, eh, you know, nah, you, you need, you just need, you need an alpha dude in there that you, you need it. So the more people like that, that get involved at the very least, you know, that they're not going to screw up um, the party that has the name libertarian on it. And so I guess, you know, that's, that's worth something for sure. Um, and I don't, I don't really know what, um, what it does in terms of, um, getting more people to, uh, hear what they have to say. Because if, if, you know, if, if somehow it translates to getting them on, um, television or like what, whatever it is that like the people who don't quite have their eyes open, but are not either married to a hatred of Trump or, a love of whatever ideology, you know, such that their eyes couldn't be opened. Like those people who are just waiting to have their eyes open, waiting to be red pilled. The more people that listen to Hotep Jesus, that listen to Dave Smith, um, that's good. So if whatever it is that they're doing lends itself to that, um, then then that's great. I'm not. I mean, I I just I just I don't know if it does. Um, but if they can get places where people can see them, um, like that, th- those are those are very good people for. Um, you know, to serve the purpose of getting more people's eyes opened, you know, um, as, as, as long as, as long as, uh, you know, as, as long as that's, that's what the, that's what the goal is, is to, to move towards this, uh, you know, getting people on board for this reveal. And, um, you know, I, I, I could realize, I, I felt for years that like Dave was on the verge of just like tipping over to not necessarily even like a post libertarian moment, but like sort of that next level where, um, you know, where he did recognize the importance of culture. Like that was just so major, you know, I mean, he was way ahead of that conversation. Um, you know, and, and then I think, I think that's something that got him in like in a lot of trouble because you, you couldn't infer anything about culture without someone trying to bring up measuring skull sizes or anything like that. It was just, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and he, he didn't, he didn't like, he didn't relent off of it. He's like, no, culture is important. Um, I don't want to turn on the Super Bowl and, you know, you know, with my family, you know, see, see someone, you know, like some, some lady like touching herself. I don't, I don't want that. It's, it's not a preferred culture. Like, like, and that was, it was good. It was good to take, like, take that, uh, to take that stand. Um, it was very important. Like, I, I couldn't agree more. I asked, I, I asked him, like, on, cause I, like, I'm in his, like, little private group thing or whatever. And he would do, like, uh, you know, questions from the inner circle or whatever back when that existed, RIP. Um, and one of them, I, I, I asked him, it's like, man, are you, cause I, this is like a place that I found myself in, you know, with, with religion, but I was like, oh, you, you kind of starting to see the value of religion. Like it, it, it seems that, you know, are like, are a lot of the people that you look to are religious? Like where, you know, where are you at? Just, you know, curious if you're comfortable answering. 
and you know he I think he said that he didn't um particularly have uh you know a a, a a religious practice but you know recognize the importance of it and I guess that's uh I guess that's I guess that you know that's something and that's definitely where I have been at and I'm I think I'm moving a little bit beyond that and I don't really know you know what 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 exactly to call myself but another good quote that I did here in this conversation was you seek wisdom um you find god and uh i i don't know i think i think that's like a good that's a good that's a good mark of anyone who is part of this uh awakening you know wh whether it ultimately becomes a religious practice or not there's there's something there you know and kind of viewing god as um, a mosaic of truth and virtue and wisdom. And, you know, I, I, I think that there's something there that we're all sort of feeling like we need to be on the verge of. Um, it seemed like, you know, Dave at least recognized that too. So um, as far as anything with those two, I'm all for anything that gets more people listening to them. And um, I would definitely, I would definitely like to see um, some kind of like plan for whatever it is. And like you said, it's just like, yeah, if you're going to, Whatever it is that you're going to do is like, do it. You know what I mean? Because, uh, the less, the, you know, the, the, the less type of people that you see Dave arguing with on the internet representing libertarianism and the more people you see like Dave, uh, Hotep, Eric July, more, more, more better, more better, more good or better. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, spiritual awakening is what we're what what we're we're headed toward and what i think is necessary what i think what i think has to happen and uh a spiritual awakening and a revival in um people's appreciation for like people are realizing all this pain and suffering and and chaos and strife and everything is just it's it's it sounds kind of hokey but it's just an absence of god it's it's that that god has been has you know, whatever you want to call god whatever that that the 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 phenomenon the 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 thing that that the that is the 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 essence of of goodness and virtue and truth uh the the source of all things good what people call it god you can call it whatever you want but that's the thing that that society is missing and it's recognizing that it's feeling the pain of that absence and that's what's starting to awaken people that's what's starting to 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 kind of change people's hearts and 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 kind of uh, uh, realign people's consciousness. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love Dave. I've a uh, uh, guy in the chat here, Magoo 82. He said that, that he's not going to lie. Dave got me going down this path. And that's, that's uh, he, Dave had a huge, huge impact on me as well. He, he beat me to this whole game. Same. And uh, it was, you know, I, I first encountered Tom Woods and then Jason Stapleton and then, and then Dave Smith. And that was kind of my, my progression. And, I so so I I owe a lot to him and and a lot of my when I when I if I criticize him or if I if I seem like I'm being hard on him or harsh toward him or something like that it's it's because of it, it it's because I want to see more out of him I want I I don't want him to hold himself back I think that that, that there's another level deeper that he can go and uh and I think that he needs that that he he needs to see that he needs to see the uh recognize that he hasn't arrived that there's more to um this philosophy that he that he can get into and then the i guess to, to elaborate a little more on my concern with this is that i i've said in the past that the that people don't 
People haven't rejected libertarianism because they don't know what it is. People rejected libertarianism because they do know what it is. So it's not that, that people need like it's not that, that that this just we need to get this message in front of more people and then they'll like it. You have to have a message to market match. You have to have a message that's going to appeal to people. And the libertarian message explicitly doesn't appeal to people except for the people who it already appeals to. So by by putting it out in front of more people, you're not going to convert libertarians by going and making libertarian stump speeches for a political party. That doesn't convert people. That just preaches to the choir. That just gets the people who are already uh, interested in that way. You have to offer someone something they don't currently have. And right now, the government offers something to people. We, For all we want to say to it, it offers something to people. At the very least, it it has people believing that it offers something to them. And that's that's as good as offering something to them to a point until people realize it. But and that's kind of what's happening now is people are realizing that they aren't they aren't getting what they're paying for. But the to to then go and say, hey, here's the uh, here's the libertarian utopia, you're you're skipping too many steps. You're describing to them the the end result of applying the solution, but you aren't actually presenting a solution. The solution is whatever gets us to the libertarian society, but it's not acting like a libertarian. It's not saying, you know, let's just abolish the government because it's just you're, you don't appreciate the magnitude of the forces that you're up against. Ultimately, if you want to replace the government, you have to think about it like a like an engineering problem. You have to realize that this is a that the government is a service provider that's bad at its job. So that what you do with it is you don't just get rid of it. You get a better service provider. You provide better options. So you're not really going to do that through the political through the political realm. That's just you, you, you can't like the nature of politics. It will always tend toward you know, worse options unless you approach politics in a certain specific way. And if you start describing that, you get kicked off of YouTube. But. So, so you you have to approach politics like it's a like it's an out an all out war like it's a it's an open battle for power, and if you if you approach it that way, if you're Machiavellian about it, you can accomplish some stuff. If you don't, then you'll just be a blip on the radar. Ultimately, if we're gonna if we're gonna replace the government with something, it's gonna happen uh, it, from, from from an engineering perspective where people. Take this, they just start solving one little problem at a time. Chip off one little slice of the government and say, all right, I'm going to replace this with my own service of some type. Ultimately, you're going to reach a point where the government's just going to crush any alternatives to itself as you as you get it more and more back into a corner. But that's kind of that's kind of the inevitable thing. That's what has to happen. We have to get to that point where the government has just revealed itself to be so incompetent and so awful and so um, so so abusive and, and tyrannical and totalitarian that people finally completely turn against it. But right now, people aren't ready for that message. People aren't ready for no government right now. People are ready for better government. People are ready for competent government. And and a lot of libertarians are going to scoff at that and say, oh, there's no such thing. And you're wrong. There is such a thing as competent government. It's just we haven't realized it yet. There's, you know, the government, I mean, it can be privatized, be not privatized, whatever. But if you have the choice between government that is 100% bad and government that's 90% bad, and those are your only two choices, then take the government that's 90% bad and keep moving forward. We're not trying to solve the game. We're not trying to end it all in one day. We're trying to make things a little bit better at a time. But ultimately, 
if you're going to enter the political realm, if you're going to to stumble your way into into quote unquote democracy, then you have to play by the rules of that game. And the rules of that game are if you come in there saying in the Fed and and you know I'm anti-Fed and anti-war, come vote for me. Like that's you're you're dead in the water. That's that message is never going to fly. You're never going to get any traction, and and you're gonna you're gonna waste a great opportunity. You have to be more solutions oriented than that. And uh, Do you know the problem that you're up against. Re- re- really, I heard it. Um, I heard it said to my face, uh, pretty much perfectly. But like, so what what you're up against? And this is someone that I was talking to who is uh, very intelligent, successful, um, probably probably politically more politically left. In like culturally and like sensibility, it's sort of a hybrid, uh, you know, different, definitely, definitely, um, not, not, not like a prudish right, right wing person at all, but, you know, definitely also into guns and farming and, you know, the whole thing. But, but, uh, smart cookie. And so she says to me, um, you know, I know a little bit about libertarianism, um, in, in, in like I, I get it, and like it, you know, it, it sounds it sounds good. Like I, I see where they're coming from, but every time I meet one, I can't figure out how they get their shoes on anymore. <laughs> Is that not perfect? Is that the best thing? Like I just, I was just, I was speechless when she said. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's, it. That's, that's it. <laughs> um, yep. And so that like that's someone who's like way above average intelligence. Um, you know, you know what I mean. So it's just like in terms of like a broad appeal. Let me just spitball this, right? What if, what if Dave, what if Dave was like, I'm, where's the Free State Project? Uh, New Hampshire. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, this is purely hypothetical, just whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm running for governor of New Hampshire. We're gonna, we're, and, and we're gonna, we're going to, uh, we're gonna, in, in, in uh, Pete Quinone has actually wrote something about sort of how if you became mayor of like a small of a small city, you could kind of like clean house and um, install, you know, a, a, you know, a sheriff that was going to everyone's going to be on the same page with what you were doing. You know what I mean? Um, what, what, what if you did that at, at, in like like a like a, a, a city or a state level? I don't I don't I don't really know. But so, someone who is like Dave is high enough profile libertarian where he could run for president. And just run for president. Um, but like, what, what if, what if like someone like that started like on a small level and was just like, yeah, in, in 10 years, every libertarian is going to want to, any, anyone who loves freedom, even if you broaden the message, you know, anyone who really loves freedom is going to want to live in New Hampshire, whatever goofy state, you know, that they were to pick. That'd be an interest. That's just like an interesting thought experiment to me to try yeah. to like run through what that would look like. Yep. And then you'll realize very quickly that, that, as you're approaching this this issue, if you just come in there and just start slashing and just start like, you know, you're like, all right, we're going to turn this into into Ancapistan, you're going to get cooked. You're going to like, <laughs> at the very yeah. least, uh, at the very least, you will wind up out of office. And though, and what good does that do anybody? This is the thing. You get, like, if you think about this strategically, you're best suited in office as long as possible, able to accomplish as much as possible. So if you, if you show up on the scene and you start stepping on all the wrong toes and, Mm. and crossing all the wrong lines, you're going to get out, you're going to get tossed out on your ass as fast as possible and you're not going to accomplish anything. 
So he this addressed that um, in, in, his, in, his, in his writing. He, he, he was pretty methodical about how, how, to, how to go about it. He did it at like a mayoral uh, type level and evaluating, you know, strategically where you would even do it, you know, where you would choose to do it. But uh, I, I just wonder if someone put that plan in motion. Uh, and, and, and part of it was not less like, you know, showing up and, um, you know, just, just hitting, hitting the ground running, you know, chopping heads. This is for as much as I dislike. Uh, I mean, I don't dislike him. I've just kind of gotten worn out with Cernovich. He he made a really good point. He said that um, that he said if if that a hundred of you could make a bigger difference running for your local school board than you could running for Congress, and and that's very true. Like if if mm. like that, that's if you're wanting to try to make a difference in politics, really in general. You need to start working at your local level. That's that's where you're going to be able to, you know, if we had, you know, whatever, like, however many, um, I, I don't know, what what's the level I'm thinking of here? Like at the, the level of, of sheriffs, say however many sheriffs there are in the United States. I, I have absolutely not the foggiest idea how many. Change everything. Um, but if you if you had that many. If you I took all those sheriffs and you converted them all to libertarians, like you you replaced all of them with libertarians, that would have that would be that would make a bigger difference than than like a libertarian becoming president. It would it would make a much longer lasting difference. So so I mean the sheriff is a, is a phenomenal position, but but again yeah mayor or any of these local areas that like that's where you're really going to make a big difference. So. If you're going to start at the big level, if you're going to start at the top trying to take over the party, just just make sure you're doing it the right way. Make sure like don't blow the opportunity. Like have be 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 serious and sober-minded and and uh, realistic and 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 practical about how you approach what you're doing because this is a phenomenal opportunity. This is a very 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 good time for something like this it just it just you know you can't waste it you have to do it right um so basically i I added one other thing i wanted to talk about which is just a completely uh departure total departure from this whole subject so if you have anything else you want to say on that you should get it in now nah man hit us up with the aliens we're ready (laughs) it's not quite aliens but it's kind of close so I had uh, I had this total stoner stoner thought with Amy the other night. She's gonna as soon as she starts hearing me talking about this, she's gonna roll her eyes. But I was sitting there, so I started reading this book. It's called The Science Behind the Secret. Uh, it's by a guy named Travis Taylor, and he's actually for anybody who's followed Jason Stapleton, if you watch the Tesla Files, he was one of the he was the guy who was on the Tesla Files with Jason. The guy's a, a freaking machine. He's he's from like North Alabama, and he like he's a crossfitter and he does triathlons and he's a lead guitarist and a singer in, a, in rock bands. And he's also like a quantum physicist and has like worked with military intelligence. And he's got a bazillion different high level technical degrees and, and, and like tech, like, like multiple PhDs and stuff. The guy's a, an absolute monster. But so he, he wrote this book called the science behind the secret Talking about that, the the I, I've never seen the secret. I've never heard. I've, I've basically never heard of it. But it's this thing that was on Oprah. Where there, it's the law of attraction uh, deal. So he's actually getting into like the science behind the law of attraction. And and this is something that I'd kind of gotten toward myself, just kind of realizing that there was that there was kind of a scientific basis for this idea of 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 the law of attraction. And 
um, as I kind of started getting into, into quantum mechanics at a very, very rudimentary, like kindergarten level, just kind of realizing, like understanding some of the implications of it was pretty fascinating. And I had this brainwave as I was reading the book and I don't know exactly how I got to it, but it was just kind of, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to give you any type of big, like aha moment or anything. It's just kind of an interesting thought exercise to wrap this up. So one thing that, that like with quantum mechanics, they've, they've, they've kind of realized, or they're at the point where they realize that everything is energy. Everything's made out of energy. Every, every single thing is, is energy. And what that means is it's like, it's like a vibration or, or like a wave. And even, even empty space is energy. And, and it's all connected. It's all um, at the quantum level where we're literally connected to the stuff around us. We're all, you know, basically made out of the same stuff. It's all energy. It's just energy that's, that's formed into different, different shapes and masses and densities and whatever else. So the whole idea with like the age of the universe is with the big bang, they'll, they'll, they, they determined that the, the universe is 14.8 or 6 billion or whatever years old. And it's because they, they see that the universe is slowly moving apart. It's expanding. So they're like, okay, well, if it's expanding, it's like, it's like the, the consequence of like a really slow motion explosion. And if you trace that all back, if you could look, if you go all the way back to the very beginning, you see where it exploded out from, you get that, that individual, the singularity, the point where everything exploded from. And that was the big bang. And if you imagine, so, so every single thing that exists now, that ever existed, that ever will exist, that does exist now in the entire universe, all used to be compressed into this one tiny, like microscopic, dense, like hyper dense singularity point. And so then now as it's, as it's, as it's expanded out, it's all like, if you trace everything back far enough, it's all been connected. We've all been um, connected to everything, like in a literal physical sense we're all connected and we're all um, connected to everything around us. And so I was, I was kind of imagining this, see if you could kind of bear with me through this. So I was imagining that, so you say you all go all the way back to the big bang and um, you have like this, like the magic school bus and, uh, and you go back to the big bang and you go back to where there's that singularity and imagine that you're able to do like the magic school bus or like a, like a Ant-Man in, in Marvel where you're able to zoom way down really, really, really small. So say you're able to, this is a total, like uh, a total contradiction or paradox, but imagine that you're able to get so small that you're able to get down inside that singularity and you're even smaller than the singularity. And say, once you're down inside that and you get so, so small, you realize that that singularity is itself a universe. That's like our universe now. And you get so small that you're the size within that singularity of that we are within our universe. And I, I like I had this thought of. Um, so, so that singularity was itself a universe. So then what if our universe is a singularity to there's like another layer higher where there's another being or, or, or set of beings or whatever that that in their universe um our universe is the singularity that precipitated it. And, you know, then you get this kind of like turtles all the way down thing um, where you get this, like this fractal pattern. But then people have pointed out that if you go down to the, uh, like the, the like atomic or, or, or even down further down to the very, very um, base levels of, of like the structure of the cells and everything, you get the exact same sort of uh, general diagram, like fractal pattern, as like the, the, the whole nature of the universe. Or if you look at like neural networks in people's brains and the, you'll see this like this web, they'll kind of color code the web 
And it, if you overlay that with a picture of the universe, of the, the, of the entire universe, with all the galaxies and all the webs of, of stars and galaxies and everything else together, they look identical. So you have this identical pattern between the two. It's this, this as above, so below, fractal dynamic. And um, so we were talking earlier about, about, like, about religion and whatever people call God. And uh, so this is just an interesting kind of an interesting thought exercise to give you give a little context, I guess, to, to our existence or our our reality that we may be a uh, what 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 to us is real or what to us is is our our scale, our level of existence, our level of reality could be, um, you know, microscopic on an order of magnitude un unimaginable to. Um, an even larger or, or, or bigger or more blown up being than we are. And uh, I don't know. I was just kind of, this is just an interesting thought that I had that, that like, imagining that and kind of giving yourself context for um, what little, for, for everything that we don't know, like that type of thing is completely, obviously it's like completely hypothetical, completely uh, uh, or theoretical. And it's kind of unknowable. Like there's no, it's like if that sort of, dynamic or anything similar to that was true there's kind of no way that we would ever know that but um it would it could be true and it could affect us just the same so i like to think about this kind of thing because it gives me context for how um for on one hand how how insignificant and and you know meaningless me and my life are but then i still have myself i still have my life even though it's completely and utterly meaningless so that there is pretty meaningful. Like it doesn't mean anything, but I have it anyways, and I'm going to live this life anyways. So that's pretty meaningful. So, so it's kind of like you strip everything down and you're like, wow, there's no meaning at all, but I'm still here. You know, nothing matters, but yeah, check my watch. Yeah, I'm still here. You know, nothing's, nothing seems like it's going anywhere. I guess I might as well get back to life. And that's where you find the meaning. You find the meaning in embracing each moment and, um, and recognizing that you're never necessarily going to have all the answers, but you have an entire lifetime to, to, to come up with them and to come up with as many answers as you can. And then who knows what's going to happen after this? Maybe after this, you, uh, um, at the end of this, when we reach the, the extinction of this universe, it'll, um, you know, we'll realize that there's another whole universe, um, beyond us that we get to go experience and who knows what that universe will be like. So anyways, this is my, uh, this is my stoner thought for the night, and uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully, people were able to track with that and thought there was at least something remotely interesting about that. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, you have anything else? I just I can't believe that I unknowingly started a show with somebody who smoked marijuana and didn't know it. <laughs> this might be the last one. I I know um, it's a shame. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, yeah, that's a, uh, you know, I wonder, be interesting. If you're listening to this, please comment where, where, where you are when you're listening to this. Cause I just imagine yeah. someone just being at like, the, like some job that they hate and you're just like, all right, cool. We, uh, we talked, uh, about AOC and then we made fun of libertarians and, you know, we did this, did a little bit of that. All right. Check it out. Universes. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just wondering. You know, someone's getting bothered, you know, by, by, by their boss. Their, their very underqualified boss in some poor bastard is there just like, I'm, it's, it's like, it's like 1030. I already ate my lunch. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to 
trying to track this conversation about everything being turtles and you, you're, you're bothered. You're just bothering me about nothing. You know, I, I just, I, I just, I wonder where people are when they listen. Um, yeah, this is what I've noticed. The very beginning of, of, of what you were saying, you were talking about, how, okay, so everything is, it comes down to everything's energy, and, you know, vibration. It just reminds me of just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm making some rules for life as we go here. And, uh, rule number one, or like there's a postulate right now, but Alex Jones uh, on a long enough timeline is right about everything. That's one. Two, the hippie chick with all the crystals and whatever, uh, you know, that's always babbling about energy and vibrations. She will be proven correct over time by science. Marianne Williamson? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but like her. Her, 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 uh, her daughter or granddaughter. Anyone, any, any hippie chick that, like, has ever cornered you at a, at, a, at a party talking about how we're all connected for whatever her purpose was. Yeah. She, she, she's, uh, annoying as she is. She'll be proven right by, like, occupied people in many ways. They're proven right too. Um, annoying as, you know, they might, may have been at the time. But yeah. Um, yeah, I got, I got nothing particularly to add to that. I do think it was a fun, uh, thought exercise. And next time, Next time, not this time, but next time, um, I do kind of want to try to connect a little bit um, of that topic of like God. You know, the I noticed that religion answers a lot of a lot of fills a lot of holes in like libertarian philosophy. And um, you know, I don't know where people are at with their own you know religious uh, outlook, but yeah, looking at God beyond being like a man in the sky is sort of some. uh, um, you know, I think would serve a lot of people really well, especially in the day and age that we're in. And uh, I want to try to, you know, organize my thoughts on that and and, pre- and present kind of a clear case about, especially what we were talking about earlier, uh, not on the show, but like, you know, what what, what the kingdom of heaven actually might mean. Hmm. Uh, so there's a little there's a little teaser for anyone who's into that that part. And like like always, we'll probably we'll probably wait till the end to to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great idea. That's a that's a that, that ultimately, that's kind of that's that's part and parcel with with taking the king pill is is realizing way that, out of here. that there that there way there must here. be a king, and that the 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 king is inevitable, and it's it's better that we embrace that and work to facilitate it. Um, because what's, what's interesting is that the deeper that you dig into science, the closer you get to religion, um, or to, mm. to spirituality, and the deeper that you dig into spirituality, the closer you get to science. Uh, it's, it's fascinating as you as you get into um, yeah as you as you get into into the bits as you dig down into the bits you ultimately wind up uh, with the uh, uh, with with like particles and vice versa and everything is kind of it's it's like yeah as you as you as you like you said earlier that the something about um, if you if you pursue wisdom you find God uh, that's yep. That's 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 basically that's 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 it that's it in a nutshell. So, uh, anyways, thanks for uh, thanks for sticking with us through this here, folks. Uh, it's been fun. We've had a good time. I got to get down to my wife with her uh, with the pukey baby in a recliner. Uh, our son is is he likes to he likes to puke. He likes to throw up after he eats. And apparently, it's just some a thing that some babies have. Some babies just they call them happy spitters. They spit up all the time, and it just kind of is what it is. So. Um, so my poor wife is is getting doused in it. So I'm gonna go down and help her out. 
Um, so if you guys could uh, have to listen to that stoner story. <laughs> oh, she already heard it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, so yeah, anyways, uh, if you guys could could do us a favor and if you could like and and subscribe, like the video and subscribe and then share the video and uh, and make sure you turn on uh, this is on on YouTube, so make sure you turn on notifications that you hear when we go live again in the future. Um, I'm I'm gonna be able to 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 stream again on Facebook here. I think February seventh or eighth or something like that. Um, so then we'll try and stream on Facebook and YouTube at the same time. And woohoo! So, anyways, folks, it has been real. Thanks for bearing with us, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.